If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fancy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And good afternoon to those of you not listening live. It's me, John Richardson, and I tell you what, every now and again you get a story, wallop, straight into the meat of the podcast. No bread here, mate. Neil Warnock asks Bristol City fans to boo his minute silence when he passes away. Amazing. Do you know what? That makes me really like him. Yeah, every now and again, I heard a quote of his this week that made me really like him. Uh, you know, there's a lot to like, isn't there? Unless he's, of course, been at your club through troubled times. Managed a rival. It's that thing that politicians do when they stop being politicians that you realise they're quite pragmatic people who are trying to make the best of a bad situation. It's the same with managers and referees, isn't it? As soon as they're not doing it for a living, you think, ah, just a just a person trying to make a living in it yes and one's judgment favors the older ones doesn't it you go actually he was all right it's the modern ones i don't like you know then we're just stuck in that spiral but it it, it is funny he he said when i pass away i don't want any silence or clapping just a minute's booing at the clubs that hated me so actually that'd be quite a few clubs booing him yeah i want that could i be back off warnock just i would like all the twitter trolls and all the all the venues i've died on my arse at because i've already had a minute silence there sometimes 20 (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> are there any in particular I mean I do think there's part of him you know I'm not I'm, I'm not entirely clear on my own views of the afterlife I think um, as you know John I was raised in a God-fearing house I, mm-hmm. I would now probably count myself as an atheist but I I, I don't and know and, you... and I, I leave that intellectual spiritual wriggle room uh, to enjoy the, occasionally you know wondering what might come after if indeed anything I think there's a part of me that hopes that gives me more hope that there might be an afterlife because I just think the thought of being there in a casket, six foot under, or you know, it, it, it part of you in uh, uh, what they call ash form spread across the UK. I think there's part of your soul that will laugh when booed in death. I think there's part yeah. of you that would still know that. Well, th- there's something about um, although it's humorous asking to be booed. There's something about even acknowledging that you will be worth referencing when you die that oh. is, is sort of on message, isn't it? That even though it's funny to say I want you to boo me, what he's equally saying is I do want you to recognise when I die. Yes, my passing will be a global news event. It, it is significant for you because I, you know, there's a there's a wonderful book called Some by David Eagleman, S U M. Yeah, my, um, my dad's read it. Has he? Father loved it. it. Yeah, I'm, it's very good. 
it's a it's a speculation on very you'd love it i, I give him the little speech we just had to put up with about your god-fearing households and i even now <laughs> reserve the right to think there might be a god even though you put live up. a life of absolute filth and sin Hang on, hang on. I think put, there put might be a god. He sat there scratching his genitals in his I love the devil t-shirt. <laughs> I don't love the devil, and I never have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there is still so a little fun. Christian boy in there, isn't there? I don't love oh. the devil. I think he's a <laughs> I think he's a piece of work. He is. I'll real, tell you that it? now. He can he can sod off that devil. Well, I you mean, you give I, in I, to temptation, don't you? Don't we all? Mm. Food with me, it is. <laughs> you know. What else? Uh, what have you had any uh, little foodie treats this week? I've been very pious. What do you mean pious? Well, just life on the road is—it's a slippery slope. You either—I don't like to eat a big meal before a gig. I can't. So, perfect example this week: Blackburn King George's Hall. Get to the venue about r five six ish. Sound check. Go through my notes. All that stuff. Wander out to find some food. There's a Turkish place right opposite, but I can't go in there because it's full of punters. I don't want to walk in a restaurant and have to have a conversation with someone and disappoint an audience before they've even entered the venue. So um, I end up wandering around trying to find a supermarket and getting like a bag of nuts and some hummus and stuff like that. And then I got back yesterday, tired of being on the road. So I cooked a massive lentil and quinoa dal. Oh, push the boat out. Very tasty, but oh, I tell you what, I want some filth. I want some dirt. That's what I want. What do you want? What, what are you pizza, craving? Greasy, horrible. You know, the sort of pizza that makes Italian people sick. What have yeah. you done with you? That's not a bloody pizza. All crap, thick, fat dough and oozing sweat. You know when cheese sweats as it yeah. melts? Some sort of liquid comes out of the top of it. Yeah, it gets this fatty sheen across the top and all Crap, I'm craving disgusting meat, chili beef and pepperoni and peppers. Just coach your mouth with fat the minute it goes in. And a portion of chips on the side, please. And a two-litre bottle of Dr. Pepper and a few pints. But you could, John, you could get a vegetarian pizza. It's not the same. Of course it is. I, 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 not to make you jealous, but on Saturday night, I had a... Pizza Hut, Margarita Pizza, with a few oh, beers. It's like a new Wigfield song. Saturday night, I had a margarita pizza and some beers. Do you think I can sing or not? Just being honest, <laughs> I, I, I have this exact quandary every now and again. You catch yourself and you think, well, that's all singing is, and I'm doing it. It's yeah. sort of in tune, isn't it? And then every now and again, you catch yourself. What's a good one? Do you know a good test? Mm. When you're driving, whack a okay. song on loud, sing along to it, really yeah. get your voice limbered up, and then whack in the middle of the song, turn it off, and you will catch yourself singing, unedited, full volume. That is a, that's a revelation to me. So I tell you now, every now and again, I think I might be able to sing. Coming back from a gig, I'll put some Rufus Wainwright on and I'll whack it out loud and then I'll turn it off and I hear the noise that is coming out of me that I think is almost identical to what he's doing. And I'll tell you, there's a, there's a slight difference. I did not. Rufus Wainwright wasn't the, the artiste I imagined when you're talking about belting stuff out. I thought you were going to go yeah. more 70s or, or 90s. No, he's got a wonder. There's a wonderful camp music hall, full orchestra, absolutely belting What song tunes. are we talking then? Give, give, give us a flave. 
Uh, I like the art teacher. That's a good one for because uh, that's got lots of big long vocals. Yeah, I like. like. Um, How does it go? Release does it the go? stars. Cigarettes and chocolate milk. No, I'm not doing cigarettes that. and chocolate milk. Uh, yes, yeah, it's very similar to the Oasis version. Yeah. Cigarettes and chocolate milk. These are just a couple of my cravings. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like it. It's when I'm getting tired, I have my story books on, but then sometimes I start nodding off, so I've got to whack on some music. What do you, what's yeah. your, what if you, I mean, it's Oasis with you, isn't it? It's hard to tell if you can sing when you sing an Oasis. Not, I wouldn't say, um, I wouldn't say it was um, always, um, Oasis, you know, Die Straight Out and John. I find myself singing and always have done Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> That's just my default kind the of filthy noise. version or the actual version. No, no, just fly me to the moon. I'll fly me to your mum. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of your, that's your mum one jokes. of the things I think of when I think of you, is just walking around the house in Turbot and singing Fly Me to Your Mum. You know what I do as well? It's on the um, on the tube where it goes, the next stop is I'll go, your mum's house. <laughs> 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 it's a real, there's something about, what was it about your mum? Anyway, I, I guess it goes towards a. Uh, what was it about uh, my mum? What was it about? You know, it's at school. It's your mum jokes, isn't it? It's not your dad. But you go, yeah, oh yeah, well, your dad. It's your mum. Your mum. There's something about. Uh, I, I always think this about swearing. There's something about being as uncreative as possible that is at the heart of why people like swearing. Because when my nan used to say to me, English is such a beautiful language, and she's absolutely right. But you save your florid language for writing and things you care about. When you're swearing at someone, there's an element of saying, I just want, I'm not going to think of anything original for you. You're just a tit. That's all you are. You're yeah. a turd. I'm going to pick one of the first word that comes to mind. That's what I'm going to call you. And it's similar with your mum jokes. It's so six-year-old crude basic yeah. that there's something so disrespectful about still doing it when you're 40. Yes, and like immature. The joke's yeah. on you, isn't it? And you're kind of relishing in it. But I mean, the thought of you singing, what's this cigarettes and chocolate? He's really got a song called Cigarettes and Chocolate Milk. Yeah, it's about drugs and, you know, liking naughty things. I was looking for some silk, but all I found was cigarettes and chocolate milk. I can I feel you leaning into the microphone there, pressing yeah. your lips up against your little cigarettes and chocolate milk. Let's hit it at the back. Uh, yeah. Do you know who went viral this week on the tickety talk? Oh, um, Liam Gallagher. Uh, well, I'm sh- I'm quite sure he did, but uh, also the impersonator of Liam Gallagher, the lead singer of Oasis. No um, way. Somebody, of course, we went to see them at a pub. Whoa, yes. Where was it? Earlsfield Hayes, it, or somewhere? Hayes and Harlington. Right Hayes there. and Harlington. Yeah, wonderful. A flat time. roof pub. Um, they uh, somebody filmed them at a gig, and it went viral on TikTok because it looked so much like Liam Gallagher. Everyone was like, "Holy shit, Liam Gallagher's doing a gig in a shitty pub in London." It was so funny going to watch Oasis because he genuinely behaved like Liam Gallagher. Throughout yeah. and indeed after, he wouldn't help the rest of the band load up the transit van. Do you remember? <laughs> I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> um, but John, let's talk FPL and well, let's talk PL first. How's it going at Leeds? Well, what do you fucking think? 
<laughs> How do you think it's going I when know, we're know, bottom three without a manager having lost at two of the shittest sides in the league? And I say that knowing how much it will hurt you. Forrest are crap and Everton are crap. And yet they are both better than Leeds. Southampton are better than Leeds. It's absolutely dead. And it's so deliberate. It's It's not an accident. We survived on the last day of the season last year and we've allowed ourselves to get shitter than that. We're stuck with a shit manager and a thin squad where it's needed. Our defence is not good enough and we've strengthened by signing young attackers who will be wonderful. We'll make a few million on them when we sell them, of course we will, but we haven't signed better defenders and strikers who can score goals in the Premier League. And that is why we're in the bottom three and we deserve to be in the bottom three. And that's what's so painful about it. Gone are the, oh, well, if we put a run together and all oh, this team on paper, we are one of the shittest teams in the league without a f***ing manager and we're going to get relegated. I think you're better than Bournemouth, Southampton and Wolves. I think Nonto is a genius Nonto is an absolute got superstar. Got some phenomenal players, and once it clicks, you know, I think you could. Oh, I think don't you could mention finish third and bottom. Uh, <laughs> thank you, kind. But a little run together, I think you could finish eighteenth. Obviously, Nottingham Forest drawing at home with Manchester City—a stunning result. Um, mm. Further consolidating our amazing home and just general form. I mean, what a turnaround it's been at Forest, John. How have Forrest done it? What, what has been the secret to Forrest's success other than sticking with their manager and buying every footballer in the world? And then not using most of them. Um, it's been, I think, what the manager's... The old, uh, what's his chops? The, the old... Uh, no, the fella you signed from uh, the old club and then you didn't register him and now he just can't play. Oh, Lewis O'Brien? Yes. Oh, Because we looked at him for a while and now he's just, he's just not a footballer anymore. Yeah, so he he played a bit at the start. We signed him from Huddersfield. We signed him and Toffolo after the playoff final. And I think they're both excellent. And and Lewis O'Brien, he, he's a very, very talented footballer. Obviously, he's signed a lot of other players. So I think, I can't remember what, I think it was Blackburn wanted him or someone like that. Oh, and we wanted did, him. We wanted Lewis O'Brien for a bit. Richard. Very talented young man. But then clubs changed their mind. And then he basically, he was in limbo. He'd been left out of our 25-man squad and then... Whatever was going to happen didn't happen, so now he's just, yeah, it's a nightmare. A lollipop, for the a lollipop man outside of school, is he now? I heard. Well, I'm just sure mar- he'd be marshalling his area. Well, we go on sure tight to be. each other. No he's gaps. Still paid. Still getting paid. Yeah, but you know, he's having playing it's... Xbox. He's having the time of his bloody life. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, it must be embarrassing, like knowing that you actually can't get in the squad, regardless. So then, training's like, why would you bother? I guess, but. Big move yeah. in the summer, hopefully, for Lewis. You've ended his career. Now, uh, on CPFPL, or FPL, rather. So we've done PL. We're coming on to FPL. And we're Hang on, on let me, so we've done the Premier League, and now we're doing Fantasy, Fantasy Premier, Premier League. League. You have mothballed yes. your team. You are now yes. above me in the league. <laughs> your mothballed team beat me this week. In fact, really? you, beat me by, you beat me by 18 points. You got 61 points this week. Large wow. thanks to captaining Rashford. Oh, I got, no. I got... Um, uh, 43 points, uh, okay. maybe because I captained Haaland and not Rashford. Yeah, well, it's tricky because uh, I don't want to... Equally, I, I take no uh, pride in the victory, of course. You can't not talk about it when you lose and then talk about it when you win. Am I allowed to go back in and uncaptain Marcus Rashford? Yeah, you're allowed to, you're allowed to play the game, absolutely. 
Well, the new game is that I mothball the team, isn't it? But I, I can't be no, winning can... because of Manchester United goals. I just can't allow it's that. It's Rashford, isn't it? Is he not a republic? Uh, no, no. He's a Manchester United player, and he's the reason Manchester United might get close to winning the league again. It's just so depressing, isn't it, football? I know not for you, because you're 14th and you've all got stonk ons for Steve but <laughs> the fact that it's blood it's Arsenal again it's Man City again and now Manchester United are good again Spurs are back in the top four it's so relentlessly fucking tedious and the shit teams are shit and we're one of them yeah but we were shit I mean we still might turn into shit you know use us I as an inspiration John, for what can well happen. it's so tight isn't it it is the, the thing is it's the hope that kills you, and you're always two wins away from like 15th. Yes. The problem is, we've just played Everton and we didn't beat them, and we've just played you and we didn't beat you. And if we're not winning those games, what are we going to win? Hopefully, Southampton at home, because I tell you what, if we don't win this weekend, that's it. Game over. Done. I think just send the players on holiday now. Give them a good rest for the championship next year. Get a good championship manager in. Give up on this year. If you can't beat Southampton at home, just disband everything. We need to build a new stadium, uh, a new stand. Start it now. Knock it down. Uh, about what are we playing Southampton three o'clock on Saturday. Knock the stand down at five o'clock if we don't be, and and start building the new one. It's certainly. I mean, with people in it or or, or no, 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 no. Let them, I, I tell you what. I imagine what the mood in the stadium will be like if we lose at home to Southampton this weekend. I imagine some of the demolition work will begin on the way out. Um, so, you know, just put over the tannoy, soz about that, soz about the the deliberate destruction of the club. We just let it get shit and didn't do anything about it. Tried to sign a manager in f***ing February. What are you doing? Um, so they've just stuck with Marsh then, do you think? No, God, no. They should have sacked him months ago. They should have sacked right. him in the World Cup break when we had time to then sign players, get players fit again, work with the squad. When it's become clear that you have a manager who says stuff like, well, I don't play wide because the goal's in the middle at the end. He should have been sacked immediately. Those words came out of his mouth. We stuck with him anyway because nobody wanted to admit they were wrong. Because it was what we should have accepted the minute we sacked Bielsa. Let's be honest, whoever comes in now is probably only going to do a few months. If he'd have done those few months, kept us up, and then gone, he would have been there'd have been a statue of Jesse Marsh outside the stadium for keeping us up last season. And now he's been revealed. He should have left straight away, gone back to America, got the. Uh, US management job after the World Cup, everyone could have been happy. Why don't people want to be happy? I want to be happy. Do you want to be happy? I do. I, I think most people do want to be happy, John. Um, but uh, most Leeds people are happy because Leeds are getting relegated. That's what's awkward about it. This, this was one of the great unspoken tensions of our friendship is that you're obliged to have some sympathy towards Leeds because we are friends, but you are secretly thrilled that we might get relegated. And as I'm is not, everybody no. else I know, the knowledge that all of your friends hate the club you support, it's, it's very difficult to deal with. I thought you thrived on shit like that. Uh, no, not really. I just want I everyone like, to be happy, mate. Like you, no, you love a siege mentality, don't you? You're, you're, in many ways, you're kind of, you've got a bit of the mill walls about you. I want every club in the country to boo for one minute when Leeds United get relegated. Oh, I'm sure they will. I, I wouldn't limit it to one. Uh, yeah, I, they I, will I, be I booing. They'll be cheering. Uh, do you know we're going to get to that bloody Leeds are falling apart? Shit's going to start again. Oh. God, it's awful. Derby are going to get promoted, aren't they? So we'll be playing them again next year. Oh, God. 
Millwall. Oh my god. Millwall could get promoted. I thought I was over it, but actually I'm not. Do you know I had a period this week when I um I've gone through uh sort of the stages of grief. I've gone through bargaining and I'm now into acceptance. And I was actually, you know, we were lost against Everton. I actually are like ah. It. It's fine. It'll be an awful summer because it'll be embarrassing because we've got to sell everyone. But first game of next season, sunshine in. It's August. Get down the stadium. Hopefully, we've got a big game. It'll be full. It'll be fine. You know, it, it's going to games that is exciting. But then every now and again, I think, oh god, bloody fucking Plymouth away. Oh god, youch. So am I top of the league now? I've stopped managing my team. Am I am I ahead of Sophie Ridge and the likes? You're not. No, still top of the league. Russ, well, Russell Howard goes top. Wilkinson <laughs> drops to second. Sophie Ooh. Ridge in third. Richard Osman in fourth. Ian Sterling in fifth. Osmo. Osmo has got. When did Osmo's this get up there? He's been a follow man. He's he's crept up there. John Richardson in fifteenth. Me in sixteenth. Just to give you a, a breakdown on the players you should have Don't had in your team over the weekend. Mate. Oh, it's here we go. Pack. We haven't done this for a while. Here we go. It's not the Rat Pack. It's not the Rat Pack. It's the Step Pack. Leno in goal. 11 You've got to sing it now that you've t- we've had a whole conversation about whether you can sing or not. It's not the Rat Pack. It's <laughs> not the Brat Pack. Oh, baby. It's for this dead pack. Well, that answers that question. And, and how does it answer it? You can't sing. Cow. So, Leno in goal, and then Coleman. What a goal for him. The Everton defender finishing. Suck shit. Suck shit. <laughs> Emerson Royale. What a great name, Emerson Royale. Although it does sound like a cheeseburger. It does the way you say it. Emerson Royale. I'll have a double Emerson, Emerson Royale with waffle fries. Uh, Alexander-Arnold. Got Ben Davis, don't got Rashford. I've got you captained him. Fernandez, James Ward Prowse, shit bag. Arsehole. Bernardo Silva. Is it Eze for Palace? I'll Eze. say Eze. Eze, that's it. And up front, Chris Wood, Nottingham Forest. You're joking. The most Manchester. successful striker in the league is Chris Wood. Yep. But if you'd have played with a five man midfield and, and chosen Wood up front, yeah. My God, what is yeah. wrong with football? Nothing. It's working out just fine. Oh, my God. We had Chris Wood. He was ours. Yeah. And he now played you for got... us. Yeah. And we got bullied into selling him by Burnley. That's how bad it was. It's going that way again. Can you believe it? Uh, so, John, we've had a few messages. People were missing the show last week. We weren't here last week. We deeply apologise, all of us here at CPFPL. I don't deeply apologise. That's too much. A regular service. Obviously, sometimes... I'm, I'm... I'm sorry. I'm Work and life, you know, gets in the way. Both busy guys. Uh, John, you were at Centre Parks last week. How was it? Yes, uh, it was. It was good. Yes, um, it's it's obviously not somewhere you go for yourself. And my six year old daughter had a wonderful time. Excellent. I had um, a few too many lunches in a Bella Italia, which was as close to a hellscape as I need to um, envisage, really. Why did you keep going? Because my daughter likes it, because there's a soft play there, and she likes pasta. Who doesn't? And she doesn't like Café Rouge, which is the only other option, um, because she hates the French, and that's because I've parented her well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was a bit nervous about, um, getting on and off site. I had a few gigs to get to, but, um, you oh, know, okay, logistically. So you were commuting from, at which centre parks were you at? 
Nottingham. And how was it? I've never been to that one. Show you could it. feel the trees just alive with a love of Steve Cooper. You know, I think a couple yeah. of them have been signed, actually. There was a big elm that um, <laughs> I think didn't make the 25-man squad, but it had the badge on, the old tricky did, trees. Well, I guess it's all forest, isn't it, around there? But um, did did you go into Sherwood Forest at all? Did you go and see any of the Robin Hood stuff? No, no. We did. Um, we had lots of classes. I did a muffin Class? making class. Uh, yeah, yeah. My daughter's not. Um, she's not one for archery and rock climbing and things like that yet. She's only little, so she yeah. liked the. Um, she liked the classes. So we decorated some cupcakes. We uh, made some muffins. We did some crazy science. Um, had a lovely time. Staff were excellent. I have to say, you know, people bang on about the NHS and oh, aren't nurses brilliant? What about the guys at Centre Parks? Yeah, let's have a little, let's have a little moment's applause for all the people who have to pretend that they're like your children week in, week out, and they do a smashing job. Uh, they were all very polite and they made the kids very happy. And well done to them. The guys um, at the at the Premium Lodge are great, you know. They're chilled <laughs> to perfection. The turn down ceremony every morning is lovely. Um, didn't quite Did get the vegan bacon I wanted, but hey, look, it's short for us. Do they all have Nottingham accents? We're like, all right, Doc, how you doing? Do you want to do some crazy science? Crazy, so I'm going to make a f***ing volcano here, Doc. Going to blow oh. shit up. Yeah, um, there was a bit of that. Yeah, a bit of that. But, and it's um, crazy science, like crazy golf. Uh, I'd say it's crazier if such what? a thing is possible. I think crazy science is crazier than crazy golf. We made slime, um, which any parent will know is very, it's a big deal now for kids. It wasn't really a thing when we were young. My daughter, you know, we have the thing where she's baffled that we don't have, we didn't have what she has. Yeah. And I say to her, like, slime wasn't really a thing, was it? Putty, well, silly gonna... putty, a little bit. Yeah, you get those little pots of slime that you make fart noises with. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, now it's huge. Slime yeah. is absolutely – slime is the Erling Haaland of uh, football, you know, of, of kids' entertainment. Is Erling Haaland the Erling Haaland of football? Yeah, he's the Erling Haaland of football, yeah, but the, the Erling Haaland of, of, of kids' toys, I would say, slime. slime. Yeah. Um, God. So we made slime. We uh, went to the moon. Uh, that was that. I've got to say that was slightly disappointing. There was a lot of build up about how we're going to the moon. That turned out yeah. to be standing in a bath full of soapy water whilst a hula hoop was used to create a giant sort of tunnel bubble right. um, around the kids, which was good. Do you I know what I mean? Know. It was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't going to the moon. The problem is, I'm. I'm- Gullible, right? So as a kid, I mean, maybe even oh. as an adult, I would have truly believed I was going to the moon and then been deeply upset. Or at least you were going to have an experience that replicated it. So even just turning the lights off and floating yeah. them out a bit. Um, but no, it was it was a little uh, kids paddling pool full of soapy water and a hula hoop was sort of lifted up from the floor around the child and it created like a, a oh, cone yes. of bubbles. I've seen that. That was wonderful. But um, you know, I'd, I'd rebrand that. I'd rebadge that. And uh, what's the point about the moon? Why are they, they bring the moon know. into this? I don't know. I, I, I never quite understood that. What did um, you say to them? What the fuck is all this moon chat? I've got nothing to oh, do obviously, with it. Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, the minute the class ended, I was straight back in there. I was giving it a full, you know, right up in their grill. Hey. Little, excuse me. You just told my child that she was going to the moon. I want her taken to the fucking moon right now. If she is not on the moon in 10 minutes, 
I'm going to email someone. I would love it if Elsie turned into a Veruca Salt type brat. <laughs> I want to go to the moon. All right, Wonka, how much to go to the moon? <laughs> whack, whack. <laughs> she was a bad egg. Oh, if you're under. I mean. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <coughs> oh, you can hear the globule in that. Mm, I make my own coffee, you know. You make your own coffee from the bean? Well, I, I grind the beans and I add water. I bet you do. That's why you're going to hell. I buy coffee beans and uh, <laughs> <laughs> blend them up and uh, add hot water. But sometimes um, when you get towards the end of the cafeteria, it can get a little ashy. Mmm, a bit syrupy. <clears throat> the steam has loosened whatever um, mucus is in my lung. And then... are you saying that? Is he saying that for comic effect, or is that how you pronounce that word? No, I, you know what? I've never said it like that before. It, it, I, I guess it was a comedic affectation, John. Yes, you mm. called me on it there, um, but it felt mucus. I, I guess Welsh people might say that mucus. I, I had my lungs full of mucus. Um, oh, Nathan John's back. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. There was a crazy moment when it looked like Southampton were going to hire Jesse Marsh. That was so last funny. Week. Absolutely hilarious. That would have that would have genuinely given me hope. But weren't they trying to get Bielsa as well at one point? Uh, Bournemouth went for oh, Bielsa. Um, and then, of course, he flew over to Everton and told them that he would only take the manager's job if he started next year and he spent the rest of this season managing the under-21s. Oh, that's correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a f- genius um now john let's just come on because we've had a lot of amazing let's just come on now let's just come on i like that is that your new catchphrase let's just come on now let's just come on now to hit the post all settle down settle (laughs) are you listening is everybody listening arms folded fingers on lips it's time for hit the post Okay, so we're talking about tannoy announcements at football grounds do get in touch hello at cpfpl.com so, Tony Deakin says, uh, I once had my name Deeks. read out. Deeks. Deakaroonie. He said, uh, I once had my name read out at the Goldstone Ground at a Brighton game after an interesting Friday adventure with a young lady. One of my main adventures. Oh. One of my mates phoned the club and the following message was dog. announced. Classic <laughs> Tony Deakin in the North Stand. It's a boy. Sharon and the baby are fine. See you after the game. Apparently, when he phoned up, the lady on the phone said, this is a wind-up. Why isn't he at the hospital? And he replied, it's a cup game, isn't it? And that was good enough for her. Wow. I mean, that's a heck of a prank, isn't it? I, I, it you, is, you wouldn't yeah. be able to do that these days. No, not with these. Not, not the woke karate. It'd be straight on your back, wouldn't they? You can't have a bit of fun now about a one-night one stand leading to an unwanted pregnancy and that you're not there because of a cup game. Those days are gone. That classic um, bit of football bants yeah, shut I mean, down. I, in a way, it probably is better that those days are gone, but Chris oh, has been Oh, all right, mate. Yeah, well, let's all go and knit some bloody henna football jerseys and sit around worshipping the moon, moon FC. Yeah, is that what you want? We'll have a cup of water and sit Jeez. in the field. Jerseys. Oh, um, I'm, okay. I'm getting, getting on board with Gary Splash. Okay, well, look, Chris. Chris has been here. Chris has been here. Chris has been in touch. Is Chris Cross or is he all right? You're about to find out. It says, hi, Matt. And then in brackets, he's put... Oh, oh, he is cross. Mainly to me. Um, I heard your request for details about who organises a minute silence in football stadiums. 
I'm a West Ham fan. And I can tell you, West Ham do it. There's a podcast called The West Ham Way, which is run by a former employee <laughs> of West Ham. He's simply called X. Why are you laughing at this? This. Oh, no, I'm laughing at the way you said, I can tell you, West Ham do it. Well, it's interesting. A lovely isn't bit it? of reading. So, West Ham get a lot of requests for minute silences and rounds of applause from families. I've been to decisions. their new stadium, I can tell you. Sometimes they have 90. Well, unfortunately, the club can't accommodate them all. The club policy, therefore, is if the fans start a round of applause at a specific minute, the club will then put a picture on the big screen. So, they're organised by fans, generally via social media, and then mm-hmm. the club respond to boost the tribute for the deceased. This is exactly the sort of information I was after. I think that's amazing. That is, re- He says, I hope you find this information interesting. Chris, I definitely, it's exactly how I found it. So that's interesting. It's basically grassroots. So they must be sat there with just a load of images ready to go, and depending on what minute the fans start applauding in, the danger is, obviously, they might applaud for, like, a good pass and they go, quick, it's for that guy, and they put a picture up and no one knows what the hell was going on. Yeah. Where does that end? Presumably, you've got to send them a JPEG or, or some sort of file uh, oh, for them to upload. But oh, could good you point. like Could you organise that? If there was a GIF you particularly liked, you know, like Homer Simpson backing into a hedge, and yes. you said, look, we're all going to start chanting Homer, Homer into the hedge at like 35 <laughs> minutes. And if you do it, the West Ham are like, hey, them's the f***ing rules, mate. You know, and they're clapping, we've got to play the gif. <laughs> we got- I love the fact that it'll be some, mate, they won't sound like that. It'll all be. What do you think? It'll be like young middle class guys. Like, Do you think X? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, maybe not that posh. That's like no, posh. not that posh. Down West Dame. No, 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 no. The guys no. working there. That's all we've got time for this episode. We'll be back later on in the week with another. So don't forget to leave a five star written review. Email us hello at cpfpl.com. And I feel like we're really getting somewhere now with Intel on minute silencers, how they're done. So if you've got more. <laughs> because we've had one email yeah, in the four it, weeks you've been asking. It's called Cut Through. For the love of God in your own body, share, subscribe, and review because it helps the show. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.